0: Welcome back, and we're doing Titanic, and we finally have a guest on again after, it's been a while it since has our last been. guest. Who was our last guest? I think it was Rose for Inception, I'm pretty uh, sure. No, we had Megan for Hannibal. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. For some reason, I thought it Han- was after Han- Hannibal.
1: Well, I'm happy to break your uh, solo streak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My friend Rob is finally here on the podcast. He is he is Emmy award winning Rob Dickerson.
1: <laughs> yes, that's that's how I demand I be introduced at all parties, <laughs> uh, weddings and funerals as well as podcasts.
2: Well, congratulations on that because that's Thank very you. cool.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh yeah, so we're talking uh the previous uh highest grossing movie of all time.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, did uh, uh, did a uh, Endgame finally Oh wait, no, Avatar. Is Avatar. Avatar still on beat top? it
1: and then uh, Endgame I believe has just passed Avatar, yes. Yes. Okay. So it's Marvel, Cameron, Cameron.
0: Nice. Yeah, James Cameron really has like the magic touch when it comes to Blockbuster movies. Yeah, I wonder
2: why that is, because like no one remembers Avatar, you know? <laughs>
1: Obsessive attention to detail and screaming at everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the two key things. When you're a man at least. Mm-hmm because yes. um. <laughs> yeah, for this too, he actually like went on like deep sea dives to Titanic frequently.
2: Well, I remember didn't he also make like a documentary or something that was like on IMAX and it was like into the abyss or something like that?
1: Sure did. That was the first movie I ever saw on IMAX actually. It's yeah. uh, thrilling to to see the kind <laughs> of uh scariness of going down there in a small bubble by yourself,
0: yeah. I heard of it. I never actually saw it though. I guess I missed out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see
1: it. Footage got was incredible.
0: Yeah. I just remember the trailers like really vividly for some reason. Uh, so like you mentioned on our last episode, you've seen like bits of this before, but you haven't you hadn't watched the entire thing.
2: Yeah, my parents had the VHSs, the multiple VHSs in case there's anyone younger watching this. <laughs> it's such a long movie that they had to put it on two. Um And I would catch it sometimes, like, a couple bits of it here and there on TV, but I was always like, oh, it's Cardi and romantic, and I don't care. I don't want to watch that. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I saw, like, you know, the scene with the hand in the car and uh, some of the scenes at the end where everything's, like, shit's going down. Um, But that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, with me, like, uh, I loved it. Uh, but when I had the VHS tapes... And actually, I also had the DVDs. It's also two DVDs, the is ones it really? I have.
1: Yeah, it's the an I- obnoxiously long film. I mean, two VHS tapes? What the hell? Yeah. It really
2: is. It's It's very long, but surprisingly it does
0: not once you get into it it doesn't feel as long as it actually is it's not it it doesn't and also like the sinking occurs in like real time as Mm -hmm. well like as long as it takes the movies how long it actually took which is kind of fucking crazy for it only take about like an hour or so for that entire ship to sink is like nuts to think about
1: say what you will about jim cameron the man knows story structure
0: he does he really does and like um, but with me, when I had the VHS tips, even though I love the movie, I was always like, "I'm just gonna watch the second one when the ship sinks. It's not that stupid romance, corny stuff that I don't like." Yeah, <laughs> that's well, the
3: cool
2: part. The exposition at the very beginning is a little bit long, too. Like with uh, with the divers and everything. And I I know that you need some of that, but definitely once you get into the actual, like you're in the past and you're not having the asides to to the current day it's Mm -hmm. definitely much better
1: (laughs) they were like originally longer i've seen a bunch of deleted scenes and a lot of them are like you know the uh the bill uh god paxton or pullman bill paxton Paxton. stuff on the (laughs) boat on the boat and like at the end there's a deleted scene where he sort of like loses his mind after old rose (laughs) throws the gem away and then he starts laughing like money doesn't matter it's pretty great
0: oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, her throwing that over the railing—what a power move! Can we talk about that though? (laughs) Like, so I
2: get maybe that she wouldn't have like a a a proper claim to it if people knew she'd had it the whole time. Maybe because like the the other guy, the the guy she was betrothed to, supposed like, wow, I cannot speak today. (laughs) Oh, take a deep breath, Lita. Wow, so. Maybe she wasn't um, like the proper owner of it because the guy she was per- betrothed to was the one who gave it to her in the, yeah. on the condition that they married. But like <laughs> just throwing that away when you have kids and grandkids and they're old enough to have kids presumably and like do you, you just hate your family like you don't want to set your family up to live wealthily for the rest of their lives. Like, I know that she's like money is bad it made me miserable but like. Come on.
0: <laughs> I mean, my whole thing is like, I understand not selling it. I do get it. Like, give it to a museum. Yeah. It
1: know. belongs in a museum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, like, the symbolism wise, like, I get throwing it in, but practicality wise, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah.
1: She is super patronizing to her granddaughter, great-granddaughter I thought that that great granddaughter during that whole movie, too. Yeah. I yeah. thought I that it's... was great. <laughs> well, I because it's, it's me. She's, she always speaks to her granddaughter like she should know all this, even though she's never told her. Senile old woman.
2: And keeping that that close to your chest for so long and never like telling anyone about your past. Um, did she never see her mom again? I don't know if I caught. Yeah, that was something that.
0: I wanted to bring up. they her like because they never mentioned that. I'm imagining she never spoke to her again. Imagine being that mom. You think your daughter died. Oh, yeah. 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 She, she hides or... from
1: her mother. Uh, when they're on the docks in New York, as her mother's going around to the survivors looking, she, like, covers her face. Yeah. Which implies that, like, yeah, legally... Uh, I forget her full name. Ro- Rose DeWitt. DeWitt. Be- Be- Cater or whatever the hell it is, mm-hmm. uh, is, like, legally dead now, because her mom thinks she's dead. That's a hell of a thing to do to your parents. Yeah,
2: yeah it is. Especially like, because her mom literally, like, just lost her father, supposedly, you know. And her the fortune. Yeah, and she it's clear that she did love rose like she was like i'm just trying to take care of our family like this is what happens because we're women and this is just what we've been dealt in life and we're trying to set things up so that we can still be okay and like yeah she was shitty and a snobby rich woman but like it's clear that she loved her kid you know and Mm. just to be like oops i died mom it's never gonna speak to you again like there are
1: worse things that you could make your daughter do than marry billy zane yeah. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. And like, I mean, also, Rose, she was like a 17-year-old still. Yeah. And like, you don't yep. really have like a real concept of what it means to be like a parent when you're that age. No. Or like, I mean, I was about to say you don't have a concept of loss, but obviously she has a concept of loss at the end, by the end of uh, the Titanic. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it makes sense, but also it's like, damn, you could have at least just let her know you were alive and then just never spoke to her again. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like <laughs> But then
2: I suppose she would have probably told the guy who I keep forgetting his name, I know his actor
0: name. But yeah, but she also like went into the movies. You think, the yeah, and she be a was chance? flying
1: planes in an era where like there were two women flying planes. Yeah, it's not like, like she, was she got famous. A low
0: profile, yeah, you know, it's like, and also that was another thing too. When the guy game, he's like, he's not, she's not who she, blah blah blah, she's not the person. I'm like, isn't there like a whole bunch of like, if he did his research on her, he would see young her looked exactly like the way she does in yeah. the drawing. So like,
1: <laughs> <sighs> fucking Paxton. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it wasn't him. It was a. Uh, his his friend.
1: Oh, right, yeah, with all the yeah. computer monitors in, in gorgeous 240p.
0: <laughs> 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 the height of technology in 97. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously,
2: um, Billy Zane is abusive, or you know, just shitty in general. Like, I think that he, he increasingly gets more aggressive when it's clear that she's not into his whole shtick. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, at the very beginning, it's kind of like, oh, I'm so, I'm so oppressed, I'm so rich, and my life is really good, and I'm really fancy-dressed, and fancy dinners, and everything is great, but it's not great, because I'm so alone, and everything is terrible, and being wealthy is so oppressive, and it's just kind of like, (laughs) come on, (laughs) come on now. I I know that, like, you can be individually not okay with where you are, but, like, you gotta look at the bigger picture there at some uh, point. You know what sucks
1: more? Drowning.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: As he points out. um, And, and like, like because she grew up with all that stuff, too. She also has, like, no other point of reference for anything. Yeah. You know? Hmm. So all she knows is, like, her life feels dull and awful, and she's like, oh, this is just gonna keep going forever. Cool. Great. Awesome. <laughs> so fun. I should just jump off the ship. Yeah. <laughs> and like what a
2: I mean obviously she knows how terrible of a death it would have been by the end but like what a terrible way to go.
0: Like <laughs> Yeah, yikes.
1: That's uh I forget how many hundreds of people but that much hypothermia that's uh Yeah, it's it's truly really horrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think was... it was 1500. Ooh. Something crazy like that. Yeah, this is the image of, like, those bodies floating in the water, which is absolutely horrifying.
2: Yeah. Everybody
1: and the fact so that blue. they didn't
2: go back for them for so long. Yeah. It's like, this
1: classic rich people attitude in movies and, well, actual actual real life yeah. of, like, oh, well, the rabble will swarm us if we allow them to, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, the crew wasn't, like, properly trained and no. how to deal with disasters because they weren't filling the boats up enough. They weren't like aware of like how many people could safely fit in a boat. They didn't like go back to try to find anybody. It was just it, the whole thing was just set up to be the way happen the way it did.
1: It was <laughs> a colossal amount of hubris. I mean, they did have a, uh, a expert engineer designed this thing, and it, it should have been unsinkable. But for this weird freak accident, but still, yeah. man, just buy their freaking rowboats. Just buy the rowboats.
0: The thing (laughs) is, though, I remember, because, like, when this came out, I, like, really got into, like, uh... This is actually the movie that really made me interested in how filmmaking is done, but in regards to, like, the history, too... they actually had more lifeboats than was legally required, because at the time... Like, rowboats and lifeboats, they were viewed as just, oh, you just need to ferry people over to the ship that's going to save you, and not as a way to just hold everybody on it until somebody comes. Yeah. That's how it was viewed at the time. So it wasn't necessary to have enough lifeboats to hold every single member of the passenger and crew. They actually had more than they needed.
1: Thanks to the government.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those classic cases where it's like, the government obviously doesn't know what's... what the... (laughs) proper procedures should be. Yeah,
0: imagining that changed
2: after this. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, certainly.
2: Yeah. But then there was also, I mean, it wasn't actually engineered as well as it should have been because there were the the fail-safes that that didn't actually work properly, right?
0: Well, no, um, the, the, it. it worked the way it was supposed to. The whole problem was it just wasn't tall enough. It was just again, like Rob said, it was like a freak occurrence. But the main thing yes. was the fact that they the hubris of it one going too fast. And not paying attention to the iceberg warnings and all that other stuff. That was really what caused the whole thing. Because they could have avoided it mm-hmm. way beforehand. And there oh, wouldn't yeah. have even been an issue.
1: The design of the ship was, was really fascinating. The uh, fellow, uh, his, what was his name? Thomas Andrew. He's played by Victor Garber in the movie. who's one of my very favorite actors. I love him too. <laughs> um, yes, and he, he does come across exactly as concerned and, and charming as he was in real life. He wanted there to be more lifeboats. Uh, he was overruled on this by the people who hold the purse strings. But the design of it was essentially that one compartment of the ship could flood and it shouldn't be able to get into the next one because of the dividing walls. But the iceberg scraped across the length of the ship mm-hmm. and let water into multiple compartments at once. And no one ever mm-hmm. thought that would happen. People thought collisions and whatnot would happen at one single point. Not yeah. this long scrape that happened.
3: Hey. Okay.
2: Yep. I'm an engineer here I apologize. I was going (laughs) to add a little bit to it, and then I was just like, I don't really actually have anything to add to it. Um, But yeah... I I was recognizing him, and I know that I've seen him in plenty of other things, but when I looked up uh, Victor Garber, I was like, oh, it's Dr. Stein. It's Firestorm. <laughs> hey, <yep. laughs>
0: of all the things, too, not Legally Blonde, not, like, Alias. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, we just watched Legally Blonde, too, so, like, <sighs> I'd had his face fresh in my mind, but I the first thing I saw was... Was the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, man. screw Alias." <laughs>
1: Legends of Tomorrow gave me Victor Garber singing Edelweiss to a room full of Nazis. <laughs>
2: I've I've never watched Alias either. It's so funny to me that Jennifer Garner was like that was her thing, and I just don't even ever think of that in yeah. her together for some reason. <laughs> yeah, many yeah, of her disguises were
1: wigs and changing lingerie, so you know, really, <laughs> really uh, informative spy drama.
2: Progressive, yeah. (laughs) Thanks to J.J.
1: Abrams.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I'm scared about episode nine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I I just started looking up uh, people who were uh, considered for the roles in this movie other than the people who actually got them. And my favorite is that they wanted Matthew McConaughey either A for Jack or B for Billy Zane's character.
2: Oh, man. That would have been some movie. I could have seen Why him as both? Billy Zane's character, honestly.
1: Yeah, I think the the southern accent would make him just a little bit smarmier, almost.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would have. I th- it definitely would have been a very different take on that role. Yeah.
1: Cuz Billy Zane it, went 90% though. British with it, so he, really he didn't really did. stand out from the other Brits. Yeah. And he's supposed to be American.
2: Weird. It seems <laughs> <He was, he laughs> yeah.
1: like doing a bad Cary Grant impression almost. It's like that really
2: like proper American, like uh, I don't know, like maybe old-timey New York accent or whatever.
1: Yeah, it was transatlantic.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fitting, since they were going across the Atlantic.
1: Well, his wig was good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so uh, that- yeah, you had a lot to say about his character, didn't you? I, Jackie mentioned that before.
1: What was talking that? Mean? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like sort of what he represents in opposition to Rose and her mother uh, of this... Uh, it's a recurring trope in movies, and it's a good way to look at the way the film is set in 1912 when the economies of the world were changing, of Rose and her family being old money and having a name that matters. And yet, at this point, all of the old money families were losing it because they didn't work or do anything they just sat in Downton Abbey, basically. <laughs> and then you have new money guys like, uh, what's his name, Cal, uh, the villain of the movie, who I think they mentioned was in Steel or something in Pittsburgh. All this new money stuff, people absolutely exploiting the economy in the present uh, and eventually causing the crash of the stock market, of course. So they mentioned him killing himself over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really cool way to look at the, the very changing economy and the way the world was rapidly heading towards things they didn't understand in 19... 19-
0: Twelve, nineteen, fourteen, 1914, 1920. It is because, like, especially, um, not to... Have, have either of you read the book House of Mirth by Eve Wharton? No. no I, I sh-
2: did, but I also didn't. I didn't like it. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I still can't believe you didn't like it. It's one of I my tried books. so
2: hard to read that book. I It was painful i tried to even listen to the audiobook because i had to read it for
0: college maybe and... that's why you didn't like it whenever you have to read anything for school it's automatically just like no <laughs> there were plenty of other books that i liked
2: when i read them for school though so i don't know i think it's just not it just lost me i don't know we also had to read a i think a short story by virginia wolf um or no Mrs. Dalloway is that a short story or is it a novel That's I don't know a novel. I also didn't really like that but it was at least <laughs> easier to read <laughs> like I don't know just the house of mirth was very just just dense and I just couldn't focus on it
0: well, it's one of my favorites, and a lot, in, in that book, and a lot of Edith Warden books too. Like, it takes place around that time, and it also deals with that whole like new money versus old money mm-hmm. uh, struggle that was going on at the time. Because, like you said, the old money people they just like went to vacation homes and mm-hmm. like didn't do anything, and like maybe they did the stock market, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> just, they just
1: sat on the family money.
0: We're old money, Nick. Old as balls. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anytime we talk about that, I just think
0: of that comic. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, whenever I hear someone mention a baby, I immediately go, what baby (laughs) in my head?
1: Everybody wants to, like, when they do their sort of uh, Titanic uh, fantasies and reenactments, and of course they're building a new Titanic, everybody always wants to go to first class. And I'm like... Did you see that Irish party they were having in steerage in this movie? Yeah, that sounds right. a lot better. That was so, so much more fun. That, yeah. was,
0: that was a great contrast between like these old, like these dudes just like sitting around being like quiet and drinking scotch, and then other people having a good time downstairs. Yeah, that was good. And
1: banging in cars in the cargo hold. <laughs> I don't know why that's so iconic. It's always just weird to me. Like. Okay, yeah, they steamed up the car. I guess that's kind of funny. Oh, and there's a yeah. hand. All right, that's what we're going to take away from this movie. <laughs> it's
2: that's it's funny that you mention that because there's so many parts of this movie that like people have taken away from it and like turned them into memes or jokes. Yeah. And in the context of the movie, I can't see like watching it for the first time or whatever and saying this is going to be a funny joke like This scene is weird. Like, all of it fit in the movie and didn't. Like, I thought it would be cringy or I'd be like, ew, that's corny or whatever. But I didn't really have a problem with any of it. Like, I thought I was going to. I was expecting to be like, ah, it's 84 years. Oh, there's the hand. Oh, um, don't let go or I'm the king of the world, you know? (laughs) But it was. It's emotionally
1: investing. Cameron's really good at, like, getting you while you're in the theater. You might forget about it later, like Avatar, but when you're in the theater, you belong (laughs) to James Cameron.
2: Yeah, I definitely, spoiler alert, liked this movie, and much more <laughs> than the last one that we did for the podcast. And I wasn't expecting to really like it because I'm just not really huge on the romance anymore. And I I actually really did enjoy it, and I got a little bit emotional too, Jackie. I was... <laughs> yeah,
0: and this, I think I was like watching this and I was like like t- crying a bit at the end, and I was like, "What is happening?"
1: <laughs> People <laughs> don't want to like Titanic. I've realized yeah. it's it's really weird and it's the same thing with with avatar people are like they actively don't want avatar to have been successful and kind of pretend that it wasn't
0: i, I think mean, it's, that, it's easy of... to pretend that it wasn't successful though because like no one remembers anything about it yeah <laughs> I, like... I feel like definitely titanic is
2: much more iconic and i mean i've seen i, I actually have watched avatar um and i don't remember anything about it like i i mean okay i do remember a couple of things i remember that the um the navi people and i only know that because i watched Jenny nicholson's really long video about (laughs) avatar land (laughs) all of the terms that i know are just because she's my favorite she's so good um but i i remember them like you know being emotional over their animals that they killed to eat and that that's I just, that's the only part that I remember, really.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Sigourney the, Weaver, the Native vaguely. American analogs, yes.
0: Yeah, basically. Is like, it Is like I guess because it's ultimately so much more like grounded, even with like the romance aspect of it, and it feels more epic in a realistic way than Avatar probably did. I did not see Avatar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs>
1: the realest thing in the whole movie for me is there's a part in the movie it's after jack has borrowed a tuxedo and like gone to the nice dinner with everyone where he tries to come back upstairs again to meet rose in that dining room i think during church service mm-hmm. and the bouncer just won't let him in because now he looks like a scrub and as a man who's gone out to a lot of of, of nightclubs like yeah that was that was pretty real
2: that yeah. was pretty real i've only
1: got that one set of good clothes for for new york city nightlife you know what i mean <laughs>
2: The blue dress from Broad City. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely. Knowing how to dress is such an anxiety. Like, most places don't really care anymore, but when you end up somewhere and you're underdressed, it is just like one of the worst feelings just that social anxiety of, oh, everyone yeah. knows I don't belong here.
1: Poor Jack in his patchy wool coat just wandering the deck. Yeah. Looking like a little boy because it's too big for him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> also, I still, I know everyone's like, this is Leo in his prime, but I just still don't find him attractive. I can't do it. I mean, he was good in this movie, but I just, he doesn't he's do anything like, for me.
0: Yeah, he's cute. He never, he never did anything for me that much. Like, I can acknowledge that, yeah, he's adorable, but like, it, you know it's not it's fine you know i never i never had a crush on leonardo dicaprio when i was a kid no
1: this th- this kind of brings me to uh, one way i've always referred to this movie there are two movies from my childhood that i always call the cover your eyes movie um because this is the the second of two movies that i was shown as a kid where my parents forgot there were boobs
2: <laughs> and then we're like
1: oh geez somebody t- robbie cover your eyes uh, that's and then why my dad i wasn't allowed yeah it was this and the godfather which i don't understand why they were showing me the godfather in the first place <laughs> but apparently the, the italian breasts on someone's honeymoon where were the objectionable part yeah, I was of about that. to oh. say, that's the part not all, not the,
0: all the violence, the violence and the yeah not not a, not a no. large
1: italian man being strangled from behind no that's fine robbie yeah. robbie can deal with that
2: <laughs> yeah that the, that is why I, I had never watched this movie when i was a kid because it was like oh that's you know it's um what did my parents used to say oh they'd be like oh you can't watch this one it's too lovey-dovey that's what they told me about the last Lovey, season of buffy too dovey. oh my
1: god they were like
2: you can't watch this episode spike and buffy you're gonna get lovey-dovey <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's the best part
2: <laughs> i know <laughs>
1: Nobody tell them about Angel. That whole show was lovey-dovey.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't... I didn't really get to watch that until I was older either. Um, but I did... I ended up watching all of it again with my parents, which is just funny. Because I'm like, huh? You didn't let me watch this, like, two years ago, and it's really not even that bad. <laughs>
0: Yeah, how much can they show? It was like TV.
2: <laughs> no, not very much. I mean, there is a cup there's some very erotic parts of both of those shows and they don't show anything obviously, but like it's it it's much more sexually charged than like for example, Rose's boobs in this yeah. like yeah. I mean, but- that's even less so. It's not supposed to even really be a sexual scene.
1: No, no. It's
2: it it is a form of them kind of having foreplay, but also it's a professional foray into her sort of uh, shaking off her social norms and all of that. Yeah.
1: So it's like, so built up mm-hmm, as like it, this incredibly sexy thing and then you get to it and it's just like, "No, this is nice. This is nice."
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, like, something I think is interesting, too, while I was watching this, I think uh, it's interesting how one well, she takes the lead on all of it, but it makes sense for her character to do it, but something I was wondering while watching this is, is Rose a virgin because... The scene where he gives her the necklace, and he's like, oh, there's nothing I would do for you if you don't deny me anything. Yeah. And then they kind of face the black, and then later when she, the next morning after the party, he's like, oh, I thought you would come to me last night. And she was like, oh, I was tired.
2: Yeah, I was wondering that too, because that made it sound like that was maybe a thing that happened more often, but maybe he was saying like, oh, I gave you this really crazy necklace, that means that you come have sex with me, even though we're not married yet. Yeah, and he so. also
0: said she was his wife in practice, if not by law. Yeah, and that made me kind of question it, too. And she did say the the new drawing was the most erotic experience of her life up to that point, but just because you have sex doesn't necessarily make it erotic. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure everyone is well aware. <laughs> I, I think he might have been talking that way... more sort of setting his expectations for what their marriage was going to be yeah and she's still you know nominally up until they they marry controlled by her mother absolutely Mm -hmm. per the the social norms of the time you know always sleeping in her cabin and you know being chaperoned everywhere until she finally manages to escape half the Mm -hmm. time on that ship so I think he was just letting her know that like it's uh, you know yeah I think she's a a belonging now
0: I think it's a little ambiguous I yeah. Would I would
2: think that it would lessen the strength of the deal if they were to have done anything before they got married too. Yeah. Um but I guess it kind of depends on how shitty he was.
1: I guess uh, so. I'm also trying to figure out like what he would he was getting out of this.
0: I, yeah, I, I wondered I that like, too. I Just the name? C- the name and also like I kind of like towards the end when he's like oh god damn it when he goes to check to see if she's okay i was like i i think there is some some semblance for him of a genuine feeling (laughs) yeah because he's like he doesn't have to if, if, if he really didn't care he wouldn't have even bothered to go over there to make sure she got off the ship you know what i mean Except in the sense that maybe he wanted to make sure that, like, she was alive so they could still get married and he could still have the name. But, like, you know, he's so rich, he could probably just find someone else also. Yeah. And he did. So, like, I don't know. I feel Hmm. like there might have been something, even if it was just, like, a sense of ownership.
1: Yeah. Oh, as I'm reading right now, actually, his character is meant to be 30. Her character is meant to be uh, 17. I was about to say Mm. 13. Yeah, (laughs) sorry, 17. So, I'm like okay, yeah, I guess on a very base level, I can see what he's trying to buy here. Yeah.
2: yeah I guess. Oh, boy. It's pretty clear. That's gross. Oh, boy. <laughs> there might also be an aspect of, um, how much he actually knows about where her financial situation is. I... I th- um... And then also just because of that, like, old versus new money aspect to it, where, like, uh, Kathy Bates' character, everybody's kind of, um they welcome her but also they're like oh she's new money and they they look down on her for it so probably him trying to marry
0: himself to someone who is of a very distinguished name
1: buying social status that's gotta be it yeah
0: Yeah. people would do that in uh, england too with like nobility and uh, rich people like rich people marrying nobles who don't have a lot of money so they can have the nobility status too Just like how I translated in an American way.
1: (laughs) No, no, I just want to watch a Knight's Tale.
0: (laughs) I always want to watch a A Knight's Tale.
1: (laughs) Hot hot take for the podcast: A Knight's Tale is a better movie than Titanic.
0: Yeah, it's more honestly. Yeah, (laughs) it's one of my favorite movies.
2: it's yeah and it takes longer their romance takes so much longer like chris and i watched this and the entire time we were like you've known each other for like a day and a half i know that it's extreme and you guys are teenagers and the (coughs) emotions are strong the hormones are flowing but it's been like a day and a half like (laughs) you don't have to just marry the first street you find (laughs) that makes
0: you feel alive (laughs) oh
1: god it's the princess jasmine effect
0: He's, the man, he's her manic pixie dream boy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> once once they fall in love, like I do think it is a really excellent love story and, and a surprisingly well-done romance uh, from James Cameron, who I don't perceive as being someone who understands how to treat a wife. <laughs> um, as you can see. But like they really don't do a good job of showing you like why they fall in love.
3: Yeah. It, it, he just they... sort of
1: bothers her for a while, as yeah. boys tend to do. And then she's like, all right, let's let's do a charcoal drawing.
2: I mean, and then I can, they're in love. I can kind of see it, though. I mean, he saves her life basically. He wins the favor of Kathy Bates' character enough to where she dresses him, and then at the table when they're all having dinner, he is actually entertaining them and holding his own, and then invites her to the party under decks, and then that's when she's like, "Oh wow, this whole other life that's so much." more fascinating and more fun so i can i can see the oh, yeah. progression there i mean like somebody's saving your life yeah that's a big thing that's it that is a pretty big thing like i i can assume that there would be a lot of positive emotions that would allow you to um entertain more of a, a bothersome presence than usual <laughs> in <Yeah>. that case <laughs> you know yeah,
1: yeah i, I guess you got a was, split in the door
0: yeah everything yeah. about it was very extreme so it makes sense but yeah. you do think about it, it's like, it's literally been, like, a day. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest
1: boat in the world. Gotta go ham.
2: <laughs> I also think it's so funny, like, you know, it obviously looks really bad that he's got his shoes and his coat off um, when they come and she's freaked out and, like, for some reason she can't say anything immediately because she's in shock or something. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's funny that the, uh, I don't know, constable or the on- cop or whoever he is, um, is like, oh, funny it should be the, that you'd already gotten your shoes and stuff off if, if she'd slipped so suddenly. And I'm like, okay, but if his intention had been, or if he had been in the process of trying to rape her, why would he have taken his boots off?
0: Yeah, why would that sense. have been a step? The jacket, sure. The <laughs> boots—that doesn't make any sense. Yes, it doesn't. He's trying to
1: give that character credit for being perceptive, but it doesn't work because he's not actually perceiving the correct thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like something's off about this, but I'm gonna yeah. misinterpret it. <laughs> I think that
1: I think that character is um, like Billy Billy Zane's bodyguard or something. Okay, something was it
2: like the same that? guy? I I, I didn't yeah, remember who actually who's chasing
1: him around at the end of the movie. Oh, speaking of secondary characters in this film, as the boat is sinking, Jack and Rose are trapped behind mm, what seems to be a fairly easily escapable gate, but okay. <laughs> guy comes up who's got keys, tries to unlock it, drops the keys, and goes, sorry, and then leaves them to drown. Yeah. Buddy, I'm- it's two feet of water, Reach your fucking hand in there and <laughs> save some lives.
0: He's panicking. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. i have sympathetic because that it seems like something I do. I just be like, I, I, I don't know. Okay, bye. Sorry. Sorry. But he was so courteous
1: about it, too. Like, he just paused, looked them in the, dead <laughs> the eye, and was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then just waited off.
0: Um,
2: Jackie, I know who I'm not drowning with. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, if you're in an emergency
0: or crisis, you probably don't want me around.
1: It's fine. I can be used as a flotation device in case of emergency.
0: (laughs) It is, there is, um, some truth
2: to that, like, you know, in in horror movies where the girl's trying to get her keys in a door, the the ignition to her car, and she keeps dropping them, and you're like, oh my god, just fucking start the car. There is truth (laughs) to that being an actual response that you would have, because you lose your fine motor functions when you're panicking and you're scared. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you don't have those little, like, tiny finger motions that you would be able to very carefully select Mm -hmm. your key and insert it and turn it and not be freaking out. and i've experienced that like i have when i have panic attacks and stuff like that i just my limbs are just nope they're useless they're stupid noodles i can't feel shit like times when i've had scary things happen in the car and then i'm trying to drive for the rest of my journey and my foot is just like shaking on the gas pedal and i'm trying not to just like bump up the gas up and down you know and uh, it's all right i'll give that guy some
1: credit because he probably drowned anyway he probably did, yeah. But this is a movie that I think really hates its supporting cast. It yes. really hates everyone who is not, not your lead. Yeah, Fabrizio gets yeah, a this smokestack brutal. of the ship dropped on him for no reason.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's just like this nice Italian man that we've been following <laughs> off and on for the movie. Their other friend just like trips and gets shot square in the chest. Yeah. Um, in a, what probably is the scene in the movie that bothers me the most uh that portrays one of the officers of the ship uh not letting people onto the boats and actually shooting them yeah um because historically speaking um that character is a hero yeah Uh, that guy uh did everything humanly possible to get people onto his boats his boats were the most filled of any of the lifeboats and uh yeah he went he went he he died with the ship when he probably could have saved himself so um i don't think
0: yeah that was a weird choice
1: yeah, it's I wonder a, why they a huge deal that. in that town where, the guy, where that guy is from. It, like, Titanic is this basically piece of shit movie to them. Oh, that was the first officer of the ship. Yeah. Uh, William Murdoch.
2: Who- yeah, okay. That, yeah, <laughs> that is really shitty, too, because um, was he the same guy that threw Cal's money back at him? Yeah, it's the same guy. So then he had that moment. And then, and then they took it away from taken him. Away. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't
0: make any sense. I keep wondering if that scene was originally written for another character, maybe, and they decided to smush it together into the same guy because like it didn't it didn't add up like at all with what he saw. Because like we see him accept the money and then he's like, "No, fuck you. Like you're not special and you're not gonna get special treatment just because you're rich." Yeah. Which is a cool moment. And then he just like shoots someone right in the chest. Yeah. It's you, very possible. gotta
1: impossible. stay on theme, man. <laughs> but like when people started objecting to this, uh, you know, yeah, I'm annoyed at James Cameron for this because he had the the Fox Company uh, mm-hmm. take care of it for him. They like sent they sent some producer to apologize to the guy's family and like make a donation to his high school. And I'm like, mm, not good enough, James. Yeah, don't hot. don't they, send some random intern.
2: <laughs> they honestly could have just taken the scene out of the
0: movie probably because. I think we would just assume that character drowned. You know?
1: Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, and then to, I, to shoot himself after that, like, this is all... It's very irregular.
2: Yeah, it, it is pretty disrespectful, too. Especially, uh, uh, especially the fact that they had the character kill himself. And he didn't actually do that. He went down with a ship, right? That's...
1: He, he may have shot himself there's a lot of controversy and mystery about this about this figure he may have shot himself when the boat was sinking yeah as the as the boat was going down just to save himself from drowning or freezing (laughs) yeah um but he didn't do it because he killed someone
2: yeah so definitely just a level of disrespect there and and kind of sinking into that tragedy porn aspect of it a little bit too Mm -hmm. much i think
0: yeah it's it's already real sad and chaotic you don't need to add more stuff
1: yeah. to it. It's disappointing yeah. in a film that that put as much effort as it did into getting so much of the the small details about the sinking and about the ship itself correct. Yeah, like Cameron sets. bought all the chinaware <laughs> they use uh in the dining room scene from the actual company that made the the dining room sets for the Titanic. Wow. Like he was he went insane and yet <laughs> uh, preparing for this movie and yet we we have that happen to that character is a uh, a real black mark on the movie for me.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it kind of calls into question, too, that obviously 1912 was a really long time ago, but when we do make all these movies about tragedies, and now it seems like we make them faster and faster, so something happens and they make a movie about it two years later, or one year later, where the wounds are still fresh, I'm assuming, but the way that our news cycle moves on so quickly now, it seems like, oh, well, we gotta make a movie about it because no one remembers it even though it only happened a year ago and I feel yeah, like that's true. there is this like grey morality in making movies like this where there were real people and lots and lots of real people that were victims of this tragedy and you're making profit off of them like even if them and all of their families are dead yeah, and it's been that long like you're still making profit off of all of these people's tragedies so that's kind of a
1: you want to talk about a real cynical cash grab the first movie about the sinking of the titanic came out a month after the titanic sunk oh good right
2: <laughs> they're like we haven't even had movies for long like <laughs> they this is new shit like yeah. we've had the train coming at you guys and then we had the, the titanic sunk yep those, they, those are our they first wrote, two movies
1: shot edited and released a film in 29 days that's about insane. something that people were still in the hospital from,
2: and that wasn't just like something as part of a newsreel or anything like that. It was literally a movie that they made.
1: It was a a, a silent movie starring a, a a famous early American actress named Dorothy Gibson. Um, I forget to, uh, how long it was. I don't think the movie itself has survived. Yeah, it's like a ten-minute short film from the early okay. early days of silent film. That's still uh,
2: insane, though. Yes. Yeah. Humans have always been like this. Yep, pretty guess. Much.
1: Pretty yeah. much. we're sort Jesus. of uh we're sort of terrible and maybe we all deserve to fall off a boat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a headline. We all deserve to fall off a boat. <laughs> but yeah, uh, speaking that of Fabrizio. Yeah Fabrizio <laughs> Um I, At the beginning, I was actually trying to understand uh, some of what they were saying because they they had Italian and Swedish people, and I was like, wow, it's the two languages I'm learning. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, are never together. I didn't understand anything that the Swedish people were saying because I can't... I didn't hear them well enough, Mm too. And, of course, they don't ever have in the subtitles the words from the other language. It just says speaking Swedish, which is so frustrating. (laughs)
3: Um,
2: But uh, Fabrizio called jack crazy and also said fuck you to somebody and then the rest of it was just like you know calling people bastards and like obvious stuff like that but his accent was questionable right (laughs) like am i wrong in that the actor is austrian
1: he's austrian oh good god
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i feel like the i i've i've been around quite a few italian people and the accents vary very, very a, a lot from region to region but i feel like his accent was pretty questionable
1: it had that sort of like Baba de kind of thing yeah, to kind it. of like a cartoonish yeah, it's yeah. A meme, oh. it is my friend jack <laughs> yeah pizza pie
2: i i looked it up because i was like is he actually italian and he it just says he's austrian i don't know if he's you know got italian heritage or anything like that but i was hmm. like mm, i don't know about this <laughs>
0: yeah. like what were those swedish guys doing playing cards 5 minutes before the ship was departing that's right? my question
1: right putting the plot into motion Jay. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: how can also
2: those two guys are like the luckiest bastards ever yeah <laughs> they hear like, about it and they're like oh my god that's the best poker hand that i've ever lost oof.
1: As soon as that came in over the telegraph wire, that that boat sank, I would have gone to the casino and put and put all my money on black or something. Yeah. Just like I got to ride this wave of luck.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would have been oh the guy God. who like was punched. Would have been like you fucker, you punch me, and I did us a favor, man. Yeah. You know what? We
1: should make a movie about those guys.
0: We should. <laughs> What's their story?
1: That would I like.
2: I like when they get into the bunk, and, and they're like, hey, it's us, we're here. And the, the guy in Swedish is like, where's Sven? <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: just like, we're here. Like, you expect your friends to show up, and they're just like two random guys. Those, yeah. those
1: Swedes absolutely deserve to lose those tickets. I mean, they were playing poker with these random Americans and Italians. Like right up until the boat was starting to move.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, like those had to be the most degenerate gamblers in the world. That they're yeah. like, no, That's I don't care if I miss right this there. boat.
3: Yeah. <laughs> because just what one else more are you going to win? One more hand.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get it all back. I'm going to get it all back. Call do the we, number on the bottom of your screen. Of
0: Throw them in there. Throw them in there. Just. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I had a I had a note um that said Osha would have a field day and I'm I don't remember specifically what scene but there was something where there were no handrails and
1: uh Oh yeah, the steerage entrance was just like a wood plank with no handrails yeah. into the yeah. side of the boat. I think uh,
2: there were a couple other parts too where there's just like uh, all these areas where it's like, "Oh, yeah, you could totally fall off right here."
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> something bad could happen. Yeah.
1: People are smoking next to fuel and stuff.
3: (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, those poor boiler room guys.
0: Oh, man, yeah. Because, like, they had... Apparently those guys were, like, paid pretty well for the time, but there's still a very high, like, suicide rate for the guys working down there. And uh, not hard to imagine why.
1: To their credit, those guys kept the lights on in the boat uh, for as long as they possibly could uh, at the expense of their own lives just to make sure the telegraph could keep operating and trying to get rescue. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they got kind of their moment in the sun uh, as the boat went down. There's a lot of really, really, like, intense scary stuff as they're just unable to, to get out, even as it's flooding.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, when the... Doors are closing behind the one guy. Just barely makes it. It's like,
2: Ooh. yeah, <laughs> I think it's gonna crush his legs. Yeah, and the the like supervisor is getting as many of them out as he can before he gets in there, which was really cool.
1: Yeah, it's a movie that's surprisingly like really boosting of the of the working class. Yeah, in that way, which again is very surprising from James Cameron.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it was pretty crazy though. How like differently everyone was treated and, like, how prioritized the first-class passengers were over everybody else, and, like, it's The just fact
2: that they even had gates on their stairways from deck to deck to where they weren't able to... Yeah, like, to... why are those
0: even there? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Even the snootiest airlines only have, like, a curtain between right? you and first-class. Like, they're literally locking the poor. Like, well, we don't want that smell wafting, you yeah. <laughs> know? assholes even from second class which is like you know regular people or even moderately wealthy people
0: yeah it is crazy though like the ship had like a full-on like spa (laughs) it had like a sauna it had like a massage thing on it
2: i was gonna mention was there also a gym because it looked like there there was was a gym punching bag and there's like (laughs) It was a like pool, there was old we got timey sh- jazz aerobics. <laughs> we got your hose saddle. We got your punching bag. We got your weird pulley system. work on your lats. <laughs> like, what kind of equipment? As was the
1: that? gramophone plays old timey ragtime jazz. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I'm just picturing like that Key and Peel sketch, but in 1912. Oh my god, I just watched that
2: sketch this morning.
0: The aerobics Ooh. one? Oh, it's one of my favorite sketches. <laughs> <I've
1: been.
2: laughs> it got recommended to me on YouTube again, and I watched it this morning.
1: Oh, I, miss that I show. love
2: that fucking Pikachu recreated it. Yes. I mean, it's actually from the competition that was in the 80s, but it's still, still, it's though.
3: great.
1: Still, Yeah. <laughs> The 80s is the only decade crazier than the 1910s. <laughs> Same aesthetic.
3: Can we have a
2: follow-up on that? No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I would have thought the more apt decade to compare it to would be the 20s. <laughs> yeah.
2: Ripper and 20s.
1: Yeah, right up until we collapsed the economy. Yep, oh, yeah, I guess I guess it's yeah, a better that, comparison. It,
0: it, I mean, the economy collapses every other decade, so...
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah. now and we yet, just... We never just see it coming
1: remember. somehow.
2: <laughs> we keep doing the same things over and over again. I just don't
0: understand what's not working.
1: What's that? Tax cuts for the wealthy? You got it.
0: Yeah, are electing Republicans <laughs> oh, who God. mess everything up and the Democrats fix it, and then we elect Republicans again.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. a golden they, age that will never end.
0: You know what? I I've, I had a controversial
2: thought the other day, and I don't know if I texted this to you, Jackie, but um, I'm just... I've Don't hate me for saying it either, but I was just thinking to myself, if Bill Clinton had been able to keep his dick to himself, would we be in this position that we are today? You did text me
0: that, yeah. Did I? <laughs> you did. If Bill Clinton feel... had been able
1: to keep his dick to himself, he wouldn't have been Bill Clinton.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: It's <laughs> so that kind of energy that got him into the White House, I believe... Uh... What's the John Laney quote? Uh, he's a magnificent hillbilly who should be president uh, of America forever.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, but I mean the whole impeachment, and then I feel like just the the even more severe distrust of Democrats after that, and Hillary Clinton by extension. And yeah. well, it,
0: the thing is, like that didn't actually like tarnish his popularity too much at the time, surprisingly. Like, he still had, like, really high approval ratings. It just left mm. a stain on his legacy specifically. We had a That's, like, surplus. all anyone remembers mm-hmm. about Bill Clinton's pregnancy. At pregnancy. <laughs> pregnancy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what has happened to this podcast?
2: <laughs> Pres- Jackie's, Jackie's writing presidential and preg fanfic.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
0: Freud and slip anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all, that's all anyone remembers about Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing. I mean, else.
2: I remember that the economy was good and I was a baby.
0: Yeah, I was like, only a child as well.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, like we had a good childhood and then the recession hit and it was like, oh fuck. Mm. <laughs> whoops. There goes most of
1: my college choices. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know, Rose rent, has that to I... look forward to with her kids.
2: Oh, yeah. Which is why she should have kept the fucking diamond.
1: <laughs> Who just Did hit I a just gong?
2: gong? Oh,
1: <laughs> holy cow! What a great sound effect to make your point drive home later. <laughs> <laughs> Bong. <Bum! laughs>
2: it's the spring on my mic stand, and oh. I I talk with my hands, so sometimes I hit it. I'm sorry.
0: See, the thing is, I have a gong in my house, and I was like, "Is there anyone a ghost? surprised?
1: Anyone surprised?
0: You have a dinner gong. Uh, well, we think a
2: dinner. <laughs> speaking of of dicks and and horniness i was just gonna say that uh leo really loves titties all of his photos are just a lot of titties and i was wondering if is this the reason that everyone thinks that french women don't shave their armpits because some of his drawings had like their arms up and they were hairy
0: it's because they don't shave their armpits as someone who's been to paris during the summer i can tell you
1: well that's that's the crux of leo's character is that he's your classic (laughs) american kid backpacking through europe
0: yeah. I'm just
1: trying to see boobs.
0: He's taking a gap year,
1: you know?
2: <laughs> they, they make a prequel to Titanic, and it's like Titanic Euro Trip.
1: Oh, God.
2: <laughs> he I has would... the absinthe before they take the paint chips and, like, the arsenic out of it or whatever. Not arsenic. <laughs> Asbestos, maybe? What was it? Lead. Maybe, maybe arsenic, too. <laughs> maybe that's the it's
1: plot probably all straight trying to
0: poison Jack. <laughs> we
2: don't we were doing a good job
1: through. of poisoning ourselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, people used to try to drink mercury, I mean, God. I mean, it's not really any different than what we're doing today, it's just different now.
1: <laughs> no, surely these the essential oils will keep me alive forever, don't worry.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I need to detox, which means I need to drink only juice for a week. Yeah, because <laughs>
2: you know, your kidneys and your liver, they serve no purpose whatsoever.
1: Please excuse me while I scarf down some fish oil tablets.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, those things are fucking awful. Those are so gross. They give you the worst burps.
1: Oh, the fish burps.
2: Yep, they're nasty.
1: <laughs> and yet, my mom like still goes to Costco and buys like four vials of them every month.
2: Oh God, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I feel like it's the equivalent of in in um like old cartoons when they're pouring the like syrupy castor oil or whatever on a spoon, and they're like, "Here, kids, it's your medicine." Like, For what does that even spoon do? a spoonful of sugar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are the kids taking the medicine for in that movie? Did they get sick from being out in the rain or something? Or was it just like, this is your nightly medicine, kids. It's your mood suppressants. (laughs) Being good little Victorian children.
1: The older I get, the more I'm sure they're giving them opium.
2: (laughs) Probably. I mean, they're sad little faces the entire movie. I wouldn't, it's not hard to believe.
1: (laughs) I want a Mary Poppins Titanic crossover. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
1: She'll save exactly two of you.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> no. more, no Over yes. the iceberg,
1: step in time.
0: <laughs> and as people look, it's like, what's that in the sky? <laughs> Is that a lady with an umbrella? <laughs> <laughs> we She's-
2: were just talking about profiting off of people's tragedy, and now we're joking about Mary Poppins on well, an iceberg. Well, we're not making a
0: profit, and that's the difference. <laughs> We're allowed to make jokes as long as we don't make money. Yeah, we, as long as we never have a sponsor, it's fine. Yeah. And we oh, can, I, I
1: shouldn't do a commercial for Squarespace right now.
0: No. Oh, no. Uh, oh okay.
1: <laughs> I had one written.
0: It's
2: Wix now. Everybody's everybody's uh promoting Wix lately because they're like, oh shit. Yeah, podcasts
3: using have us cycles anymore. like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like first it's like everybody's Squarespace, and then. Everybody Audible. Uh, yeah. Blue Everybody Apron. Everybody A Random Mattress.
2: Oh, yeah. Fresh and Blue Apron. There's there's all the mattress ones, and my friend was just talking to me and saying he was looking for a mattress on Amazon or something, and he's like, all of these reviews say these mattresses contain fiberglass, and to not buy them. Like, <laughs> why do they have fiberglass in them? All the foam oh, ones, uh, apparently.
1: so you don't burn to death? <laughs> no, it's legit. It's, it's a fire uh, fire retardant
2: that's insane yeah but like I guess the the not well made ones are not sealed properly or something so people are getting itchy from the fiberglass in it yep. I mean because I, I know it's if you've ever been like up in an attic and gotten insulation on you it's the worst oh I
1: fell into some fiberglass thing. insulation once it's horrible it was yeah it was like being uh, in poison ivy
2: yeah Or like on a boat or something like that, if you like get a fiberglass burn, it's just like, it's these little fragments in your skin that just stay there.
3: It's horrible.
1: I had a habit as a child of uh, accidentally almost killing myself with a variety of chemicals. Uh, Fiberglass insulation being one of them. I think uh, (laughs) my favorite is once uh, my aunt had a thing of pepper spray on the end of her keychain. Oh, no. And I thought uh, it was like when you see in movies when guys are about to go on dates and they do like a minty breath spray. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, so that happened. <laughs> oh, no. I'm still convinced I died there and this has all just been like a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the fever dream at the end of Titanic when that old lady abandons her previous life and spends eternity with Jack.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you see- bitch. Uh, i wonder if that like i choose to believe that's just like her welcome to heaven and not just all of it because <laughs> that's kind of a slap in her face in the face to her husband
1: yeah i hope yeah. heaven is polly
0: yeah i mean <laughs> heaven of course heaven's polly come on Ron.
1: <laughs> i don't know she was born in the 1800s good christian Honestly, heaven <laughs>
2: I think more likely heaven is asexual. (laughs) Like, you're supposed to be cleansed of your desire for lustful thoughts.
1: Oh, I should point you out to some passages about angels coming down and banging women.
2: Oh, yeah. The
1: Bible is the best book. (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest things happen for no reason. Well, I
2: love how how we've whitewashed angels so much, and like in the Old Testament, they're just possessing of many arms and eyes and terrifying, horrible creatures, right?
1: Yep, like rings with eyes on them and stuff like that.
0: Old Testament is <laughs> hardcore, man. Uh, all
1: right, I had I had some notes here that I was taking uh, in prep for this because I'm a big like history nerd, and I always like to see what movies get wrong and get right. Uh, and now uh, we talked about the, uh, the first officer and the whole thing with him shooting people. And here's a more pleasant one.
0: Okay. <laughs> so
1: at the end of the movie, uh, as the boat is starting to upend, Rose is uh, up on the back of the boat, clinging to the railing, and the ship's, like, baker or chef is there with her, like, drinking from his, uh, his flask. And later uh, you see him dead and frozen in the water. Uh, that guy actually survived. And he survived because he was so fucking drunk. (laughs) Uh, When you drink a lot, like, the capillaries uh, in your limbs start to, like, uh, seal up a little bit. So, like, all his heat was in his torso, and he didn't freeze to death.
3: That's insane.
2: (laughs) And they just picked
1: up, he was just like this pissed off mustache chef in the water, like, get me out of here. Just drunk and angry.
2: I've always been told that people think that liquor warms you up, but it actually just thins your blood so it makes you... More likely to get hypothermia, so that's really. Uh, it's it's not going to
1: keep you warm. It just managed to save his life by keeping all his blood uh, in the right place, uh, like close to his organs and whatnot. I'm sure he got like frostbite and stuff on his arms and legs, but yeah, yeah. But he lived. and He was that pissed.
0: Is, it, it's that's such insane. A weird detail to include then, if they were just gonna. And
1: then, then they just killed him in the movie. Anyway.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they probably showed a lot of people that were like in different positions that did actually die or. Live or whatever, like opposite
0: of what happened in the movie.
1: I mean, and everybody, kind of everybody like with a people. name in the movie uh, has the same fate as they do in real and life. Also,
0: the old couple on the bed was a real couple, and they were the former owners of Macy's. Yep. And oh yeah. And the wife was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna get off this boat without him."
1: <laughs> Which, yeah, that was a really sweet point in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There the was, the part uh, that
0: made me tear up was when she was saying the story to her children they're like oh they went to the land of eternal youth and i was like no yeah this is so sad
2: <laughs> that's the part that got me to
1: the land of tirnanog <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: uh, and were, was that the same um, mom and kids that were at the gate before i don't know oh were i trying wonder to get out
1: um fun fact about her that that irish mom is uh somebody who works with james cameron all the time she was in uh terminator 2 as the stepmom and she was in aliens as vasquez the the hardcore uh, latina oh. marine
3: oh yeah. i didn't realize that yeah she's hard. a good friend of
1: james cameron she's good at accents so <laughs> <laughs> not a bad uh, uh spread of roles for someone who's actually jewish <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's 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 the range
1: Yep. Uh. <laughs> oh there was uh I, I i wonder if you guys noticed this line because it always makes me laugh um because eventually this guy died anyway. There's uh, when Rose is rescued by Jack. This old British colonel comes up and he goes, "Oh, women and machinery don't mix." Good <laughs> job, son. And that guy died. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Fuck you then. <laughs> but a lot of famous people were on that uh, on that boat. Famous rich guys who who still wound up dying. Guggenheim. John Jacob Astor, the you know that you talked about the Macy's people, it's like, wow, even money doesn't save you at certain points,
2: yeah,
3: yeah.
2: which I mean fair that's yeah <laughs> at least it's fair up to that point, I guess I think I don't know, if I was in that position, I think that I would stay, but I guess I and if I was older and my parents were already dead, like my family was already gone, but if it was now, it'd be hard to make
0: that choice, I guess. Mm-hmm. You, you never know what you're gonna do until you're in it. Is <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. I mean, I would think I would try to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> I, ch- you know? I should hope so, Jaggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I was watching. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I would have, I would at least tried to make it onto one of the boats, and it yeah. probably would have succeeded. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah,
2: as as both of us being women, it would have been yeah. easier for us to get out. And I
0: look like a child, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like I'm 12. It's like, okay, get on. <laughs> I,
3: I would
1: gladly carry you in, in a blanket <laughs> if it would get us both off the boat.
3: Yeah, yeah I am going to say. Yeah. I
1: it's have like... a child.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> a small child.
2: <laughs> I wonder what happened to that kid's actual parents, you know. Yeah,
0: that's Super scary. dead. Super yeah. dead. And he just, like, left her on the boat. <laughs> it w- it also, like, made me want to be like, what if there's, like, a spinoff where he just, like, stayed on the boat with that kid and he, like, raised that kid? <laughs> he just took the kid. Just I was gonna
2: say, it almost seemed like they were gonna have him have, like, a some sort of redeeming moment where he realizes... Oh, I've been a bad man, and I need to make amends. And, and This is my second chance. And, and, and then, no, he's just he's looking for her tick. at the ends. And
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm, all right, <laughs> Which is <bye>. more realistic.
0: <laughs> just straight up trying to shoot him while a boat is sinking into the ocean.
1: <laughs> there was originally like more of that where his, his bodyguard character was supposed to have chased them through the ship... Because uh, uh, Billy Zane said you can keep the diamond if you if you get it and you kill them, um, and apparently the actor was just like, "Don't you think this is really fucking dumb? Like I wouldn't do this <laughs> for money because like the boat is actively sinking right now." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, "All right, whatever." <laughs>
0: also, think about the diamond too. Crazy that one. She keep the coat on the whole time. Two, it never fell out of the damn pocket. <laughs> With all of the water, and then being knocked down, and them swimming under things. Yeah, yes. like.
1: <laughs> what a well hemmed pocket.
0: And also, yeah. it was a heavy necklace too.
1: Right, that thing looked could know? three didn't pounds. Feel
0: it in the pocket the entire time. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but you wouldn't
2: think that would be her preoccupation. In that,
0: I would have like taken the coat off.
1: Me at too. Some point, it, was too you know? yeah. it was huge. She on takes her, she her, one drowned of her other
0: it. coats off early yeah. on too. She takes it off but she doesn't take off the second coat
1: mm. for the part. I and mean, i
2: guess maybe because it was starting to get colder and i i guess she was clinging to that I mean, but... after
0: a certain point i understand like keeping it on but like there was a point not too long after she got it i w- i was like i would have taken it off right now when they're like wading back through the water and doing other stuff yeah i was like why isn't she taking this coat off? <laughs> <laughs> it's and a if big you're... heavy
2: coat it's, it's
1: weighing you down you're gonna drown woman you're wearing weights
2: yeah, like that's the first thing that you do if you're sinking like you kick off your shoes and any any heavy clothes that you can if
0: so you can like manage to float, you know.
1: First percenters.
0: <laughs> and like the bit with the axe too where she like misses the mark the second time. Oh and God. he's like, well, let's just get this over. <laughs>
1: How great of a film would this be if she, she just, just straight up murdered hand. Jack by accident? <laughs> Oh, and you know I was- what? I choose to believe that's what happened, and that's where the story is just her lying.
0: Yeah, she's like, it's not going to make me look good if I like accidentally chopped his arm off and he bled out. So we're going to make this a little better. That's why
2: he couldn't fit on the door. <laughs> he was never there. <laughs> she was just delirious by that point.
1: Yeah, it was that damn buoyant coat weighing down the door
2: yeah oh that's another thing that bothered me about people making jokes about this because like i actually knew this too that they both tried to get on it and then he can't get on it because it it won't flip oh yeah you see it yeah but everybody's always like oh he could have totally fit on it's like did you not see have you never tried to get onto something that was floating in the water like an inner tube or something like that and you just keep falling off of it because like you can't fit two people on there or there's like it's really hard to lift yourself out of the water and balance on something like that. Like, do you not?
0: Yeah, one of the Uh. things people say is, like, they could have taken turns. Like, you think Jack would have let Rose swim in the ice-cold water? No.
1: (laughs) It took Mythbusters to shut people up about
0: this. (laughs) And if they'd
2: both taken turns, they both would have died. Yeah, so... For sure. I'm impressed, even, that she managed to get back in the water and swim over to blow the whistle for them to
0: come and get her. Like how, like she, she was like, I can't feel my body at one point, but she, I yeah. she was able to, through sheer willpower <laughs> to go over and get that guy's whistle.
1: Yeah. That, that got, got like a horror movie at the end of that right there. Just like, come back.
0: Yeah. yeah. Dead bodies. So Oof. Ugh. Scary. Nobody wants to be floating in like a pool one?
1: with a bunch of deados.
2: No. No. Um, and the guy, the officer or crewman that was the boat leader that came back to get her, I mentioned to you that, um, what is, how do you pronounce his name? Is it Owen or Ian Griffod or however? Oh,
1: the Welsh guy. I think it's uh, Johan Gruffad.
2: Okay. I recognize him from the 101 Dalmatians sequel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Pongo. <laughs> and others. <laughs> oh, he was in those abysmal Fantastic Four movies.
2: Yes, he was.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> Poor. Guy. I just have, like, a weird fondness for him because of the Dalmatian movie. Like, I just, I can't help it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why I love Glenn Close.
2: Yes! Oh, my God.
1: Yeah.
2: That's something that bothers me about Disney and trying to give everybody, all the villains, like, a an origin story they're making a cruella Deville movie and i'm just like how how she wants to skin puppies like how are you gonna make kids try to relate to her i don't give a Not shit about her origin story Needs a tragic backstory well, ever, no. everybody gets a
1: background even the freaking boat in titanic got an origin story they made a whole tv show about it <laughs> about building the ship there was a show about building the ship
0: jeez i mean it must have been crazy to build but like yeah yeah a lot of
1: irishmen put a lot of blood and sweat into it and but uh, you know i just love the stuff i love i don't know need to know where it comes from it's george lucas syndrome
0: it's just it's like the, it's the weird trend of like like uh black and white uh villains aren't in in vogue at the moment (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. no everybody's got to have like a really good reason and you know a tragic uh, maybe their own tragic romance as well to help you get on board yeah. with the character
0: yeah it's just it's, it's a there's a reason it's a cartoon just yeah mm. like there isn't any way to justify <laughs> trying to skin puppies no. i just <laughs> just
1: be billy zane kids just shoot at people in a sinking ship because you're a bad guy <laughs>
2: and the thing is too with, with trying to humanize villains people always take it too far to where it's like almost trying to say like see it, it, it could happen to anyone this is why they turned out how they were instead of showing like this person's bad and we're not saying that they're not bad but they do have a family but that doesn't mean that they're not bad you know like yeah. you can humanize them and still drive home the point that they are not a good person yeah, you know,
1: evil I, I should like be a consequential thing.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's no nuance in because they're trying to be too nuanced almost. Yeah, This got
1: it, very it philosophical like, for Titanic.
0: <laughs> it winds up feeling like an excuse for them being how they are rather than a reason. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's because bad guys are cool and people want to feel validated in liking the character. Yeah,
0: I guess. <laughs> yeah. Rather than just realizing, yeah, the villain's over the top and can't be, and that's what makes them fun. Yeah. Like Thanos? Yeah. Thanos
1: is a dumb bitch. I was,
0: I was just about to bring up Thanos and how <laughs> and how weird it is that some people are like, well, he has a point. No, he fucking doesn't have a
1: point. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson voice, there's so many resources in the universe, Thanos. You're approaching the problem wrong. Like the problem is he, people hoarding resources.
0: Yeah, and yeah. like, it's just dumb. Like, he's a dumb person. He's a dumb bitch. Yeah. He's a big
1: purple dumb bitch.
0: <laughs> I wish someone had called him a dumb bitch to his face.
1: <laughs> yeah, what- that would have
0: made
2: the movie worth going to see for me. Just, a,
1: just a little Bradley Cooper rocket raccoon, just like you're a little dumb bitch. <laughs>
2: Again, why aren't we making the decisions on these <laughs> yes. sorts of things? You know, <laughs> it's
0: it's time. It's our time. <laughs> the
1: lobster flip cinematic universe.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me control over everything. <laughs>
1: Well, wait a minute. I think we're getting into your, like, villain origin story here now, Jackie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just, just movie-wise, give me control over everything. Real world me, stuff, now. Nah. Give me your power. <laughs> give me control over fiction. <laughs> yes.
1: Just like in the I, good I'm old just... days on LiveJournal.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's the, it's back to the Mpreg pres- presidency pregnancy.
0: Look, it that was on a friends locked journal, and I trusted you <laughs> to keep it to yourself. And here you go putting me on blast a decade later.
1: <laughs> oh boy, what if I walked into?
2: That would be my worst nightmare if if anyone remembered stuff that I used to write on my live journal, which is deleted now. I just I was such a little emo. <laughs> I
0: never wrote, I never wrote Mpreg for real though, just as a disclaimer. That was one thing I never
1: wrote. I don't know what that yeah. means. I don't means want to know what that pregnancy. means. God damn it, Jackie! I just <laughs> said I didn't want to know what it means.
0: <laughs> Too bad.
2: It's definitely a, a bizarre niche of yeah, fanfic. There's, there's it's a specific a of... trope that's the way that it's dealt with in the fanfiction. Is it's there's it's multiple very...
1: ways. Oh god, to I'm do it, changing but... the subject. Um, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Let's
2: not get
1: into <laughs> it. All right, so here's here's a question I wanted to pose to you guys because apparently there is active debate over this at the end of the movie as to uh, people think a rose died and is like in heaven meeting jack on the stairs or people think she's just having a nice dream and narratively i feel like it's definitely one of those and not the other
0: mm-hmm. uh, i feel like because like when i was watching it too this time um, i was like either this is just like her entryway to heaven or it's a dream she's having because she's been talking about titanic all day and then she dies <laughs> you know what I mean like it does fade you do to it all day and then you dream about it mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. yeah
2: I could see I could see that um I kind of took it as maybe she didn't die right then but maybe this was just like an epilogue to where this was almost a surreal take on like This is what it could have been if nothing had gone wrong. I guess I
1: I always felt like she lived long enough to kind of come full circle back to where it happened and and sort of, I I don't know, I I think there's more to her putting the the stone back into the water than just like, well, I don't think anyone should have it. it. I I think it's almost like, hmm, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it, like paying tribute to the people who died and just sort of like, that's where it belongs yeah, you know it's called means? the heart More of than, the ocean. Yeah. Of like it being the symbolic thing. And like she almost lived long enough just to be able to put that button on it. Yeah. For everyone who died. They're
0: right over the Titanic, too. Yeah. And what other opportunity <sighs> would she have ever had but to do
1: that? Another you know? like deleted scene that I'm glad got deleted is like I, I, I mentioned it briefly at the beginning of the podcast. She drops the stone in the water and everybody comes out on deck like, what are you doing? And she lectures everyone about oh. love. <laughs> and wealth and meaning mm. and oh, you don't geez. need this and then Bill Paxton has his nervous breakdown.
3: <laughs> 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 anyway, I'm so
1: glad they cut that because this this 90-year-old woman standing on a guardrail just turns around and being, "Let me tell you what I know about love <laughs> and wealth."
0: That so ham-fisted and over the top. Yes. Yeah. Like, glad,
1: glad they cut it. Cut.
0: <laughs> yeah, same. Like I I was uh I was
2: just kind of browsing through the trivia on IMDb and uh, it mentions that Kate Winslet ended up Suffering Bruise is so impressive that the yeah. makeup artist took photos to use for reference later, mm-hmm. and she also chipped a bone in her elbow. And yeah. I was going to mention oh, wow. the whole, like, her basically getting hypothermia for real because... She didn't it, wear a wetsuit.
0: Though, everywhere i yeah. read said she chose not to wear a wetsuit, is what everywhere is saying. As
1: long as it was her choice and not if being browbeaten into fine.
0: it. But then she almost, like, quit. It's like, well, it's like your own fault. Yeah. <laughs> You're the yeah. one who decided to not wear it. Oh,
1: do you guys know about the... um. Uh, the Drug and the Lobster Bisque story?
0: Yes. Oh, no. oh
1: you are in for a surprise, honey. Oh, because I guess somebody got pissed off at James Cameron.
0: Because
1: oh. they, they went into the cafeteria uh, for for the shoot, and they spiked the soup of the day with, I think it was PCP. Yeah,
0: it was PCP. Like angel, angel
1: dust. People yeah. got violently ill it and was, had to be like evacuated 50. from the set.
0: 50 crew members were hospitalized. But yeah, like the whole crew. Oh my god. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) no one knows who did it to this day.
0: (laughs) That's insane. And I choose to believe
1: that it was Fabrizio.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking PCP though. That's like, it's a wonder that they didn't all get at each other's throats. Yeah.
1: Angel dust, man. Holy shit. People fight the cops on that and win.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. Why would that Why would that be the first one that you go to? Like not no even half like... measures. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think maybe, like, ecstasy or just, like, a lot of liquor. I, although, I guess you would taste that oh, yeah. in your lobster
0: yeah, you best. I guess like, crew
1: was being worked to death. You know, the actors were doing long hours. No one thought this movie was going to succeed.
0: Yeah, that's a yeah. thing, too. A lot of... Money was sunk into it, and no one thought it was gonna do well. And James Cameron would not let them make any cuts. Yep. And they're like, "It's a three-hour-long movie, though. We need to cut some stuff." It's the too studio, long. I was like, no.
1: The studio was preparing, like on the books, to lose one hundred million dollars after the release of this movie, and then of course, billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> It's the, it's the the magic touch of James Cameron.
1: <laughs> it was a different time too there was was. a a great article someone wrote um, about how we are so used to in the modern day movies making like almost all of what they're going to make on their opening weekend Mm -hmm. like if a blockbuster doesn't make 500 million dollars on its opening weekend anymore like we don't perceive it as having done well Titanic didn't do that it made a bit of money like every weekend for months Yeah. it just had this long just like constant flow of the same amount of people didn't make all its money on opening weekend. Didn't even make that much money on opening weekend, and that's never yeah. gonna happen again.
0: Yeah, it's very different now because yeah. now everything's so much more immediate. Mm-hmm. And like a couple months after a movie comes out, you can watch it streaming. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. it's very different yeah. uh, place well, we're at cinematically. It's funny
2: you mentioned that because I did come across that it's supposedly they said that this was released on VHS the day that it came out in theaters too. Really? Yeah, that's a bit of <laughs> trivia that's on IMDb and I'm like how is that even possible? Like I don't think so.
1: Was it super expensive?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would have I, I would think so. it would
0: only be something that's like <laughs> I mean maybe it's like what you said they were like oh this isn't going to be in theaters long which is make the VHS available now.
1: That's yes? but like nuts
0: it is nuts another thing too is it wasn't originally supposed to be celine dion (laughs) like uh james cameron wanted like enya to like do the score
2: oh wow that would have been very different yeah
0: (laughs) and then they got someone else to do the score and then he got celine dion to sing the theme song and initially james cameron didn't even want any words in any songs but then, like, she sang it, and she just got, like, so into it. They were like, we have to put this in the movie, man. We
1: gotta put it in the movie. She crushed that song. She did.
2: I, at the beginning, it was it was doing the, you know, the sad pipes and everything. And I was like, my heart will go on, Celine. It will.
1: <laughs> hmm. Oh, yeah. Titanic didn't come out on VHS until September 1998.
2: Yeah, I was looking, and it says that it was in theaters for so long that it was released on VHS while it was still in theaters. Okay. Ah, so I you see. could... Just because like, they were still showing it in theaters, but you could buy it on VHS. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. We can't keep pushing back the videotape release.
2: <laughs> so that is part of the reason why it made so much money, too, because they kept it in theaters for so long, which would never, ever happen now. Like, no.
1: Just kept grossing.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And Different so times. Yeah, like... One of the things, too, was, like, a, along with my snobbishness at the time, I was like, oh, I don't like Celine Dion. This song's corny. And meanwhile, I secretly had, like, Best of Celine Dion CD I would listen <laughs> yeah. to all the time. Embrace oh, yeah. that.
1: You know, my, my police officer brother, go like, we will drive around blasting the Celine Dion song from Deadpool 2. <laughs> <I'm> like, yes.
2: <laughs> I would listen to all the divas with my mom and all the opera singers and stuff when I was a kid.
0: Things are so much better now that I just don't care about seeming cool. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, the Spice Girls are great, and I wish I hadn't thrown away my CDs when we moved the first time because I was 17. I was like, the Spice Girls are dumb, which is like the ultimate hubris. (laughs) Listen,
1: I will fully level with you guys. My first album that I ever bought with my own money was Backstreet Boys Millennium.
0: Yes. That's awesome. That's excellent. My first one was... One that was, like, cool. It was that uh, Alanis set, Jagged Little Pill. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that was the first one I ever
1: got. Oh, you the cool don't... Kid.
2: <laughs> I don't remember the first CD I actually bought with, like, my own money. Like, I, I'm sure that I was gifted many when I was a kid that I asked for, but I don't mm-hmm. know, like, what I took my own money that I had saved in my grubby little palms and, like, went to the store <laughs> to buy. I don't actually remember. Yeah. I, I remember the first song I ever downloaded, though. <laughs> what was it? It was Remedy by Seether <laughs> and I actually downloaded it for free <laughs> like legally. I don't Ooh. remember the first
0: first Like line. legally.
2: I it was it was available legally. I
0: and remember. I don't know why, but all I remember is like my first MP3 player was the iPod Shuffle that was like the white one that mm-hmm. was like $99 and there was no screen.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. I was going to say I I uh was at a restaurant recently and they were playing a Spice Girls song and it was one that was my like one of my favorites of theirs when I was a kid and um I think Spice Up Your Life I don't know what the actual title of it is but I was I was listening to it and I was like these lyrics are kind (laughs) of shitty like they say something about the yellow man from Timbuktu and I was like
0: that song is kind of messed up
2: I was like the fuck I literally like in one breath said, oh, this was my favorite Spice Girls song, and then I heard that line, and me and Chris looked at each other, and we're like, what?
1: (laughs) No, Chris, this doesn't represent me. Please believe me.
0: Please believe me. Like, he walks out, never talks to you again. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I didn't didn't know lyrics when I was a kid. Yeah, as also evidenced
0: by the fact that the two become one song, there's a reference to putting on a condom. Is it (laughs) really? Yeah, like, there's, it's like, be a little bit wiser, baby. Put it on. Put it on. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Teaching safe sex in the 90s. It's important. Way to it's go, important. Spice Girls.
2: Yeah. See, all of those lyrics, like, I, I'm sure that I parroted most of them, but I didn't actually think about what any of them meant. Well, of course not. You know?
0: Because we were like, eight.
2: <laughs> like, I learned the word prostitute from Sir Mix-a-Lots "I like, Big Butts," <laughs> And I just thought it was, like, an insult. Like, I didn't know what the word meant. I just thought it was an insult, like... Any other insult that you would hear
1: yeah.
2: that, you know, so I called a boy at the skating rink that and <laughs> <laughs> got in trouble.
1: You called him a butt?
2: I know, I called him a prostitute.
1: Oh. Because
2: <laughs> I just thought, I was like, that's an insult. I heard them say it at the beginning of the song and they were talking crap about that girl. And that means like it's a it's a bad thing to call someone. But I didn't oh. know like what it actually meant. Oh, there's <laughs> the gong got, again. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it like reverberates up through the metal of the mic stand and you can, so I can't even hear it. Like it, it echoes through the mic.
1: We've got to have three of them to represent each of the smokestacks falling off the Titanic and killing Italians.
2: <laughs> no, I won't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to try to cut it out as it, as it is.
1: So you kind of, you tipped your hand uh, at the beginning of the, the podcast about this, later, but did you, you ultimately wound up enjoying this, having seen it for really the first time?
2: I did, yeah. I was really surprised. It was well-made, and it was, I mean, it got me in the feels a little bit. I, I enjoyed myself watching it, which a lot of the times when we watch movies for this, I kind of have a difficult time paying full attention,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: I didn't feel that way for this one. I actually was able to pay attention the full time, even though it was so long, so.
0: Yeah, it, you do get immersed in it, and- This was, like, this movie, I was, like, obsessed with it when it came out. I remember I bought a book about the making of the movie and the history Titanic at Costco. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have very specific memories of seeing it at Costco. And, like, it it got me interested in the history. Also, it was, like, really one of the first times I was interested in how films are made. The other time being Space Jam. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how did they get the cartoon characters
2: in there? <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair thing to wonder. How did yes. they make
1: the big boat happen? How did they make Bugs Bunny hit that three pointer? Were <laughs> exactly. were your predominant questions of the job. Exactly. Oh, as, a, as a child? Exactly. As a
0: seven year old, yeah, those are the two big things weighing on my mind. And, like and like this movie, this other movie, I wasn't like obsessed with how it was made, but the other movie I was obsessed with around this time was Batman Forever. <laughs>
3: Yeah, me too. I would
0: make my mom sneak us into the theater every time we went to the movies. And we're like, can we finish, watch whatever is playing for the rest of this? And she was like, fine. Oh, oh my God.
1: God bless your mother. I know. That's... We
0: snuck into movies all the time when I was a kid. Really oh setting gosh. a good example.
1: I only <laughs> ever did that once because I was such like a frightful Catholic school kid. i just like, God's watching. <laughs> but yes, the yeah, one time yeah, I did religion, do it so. <laughs> was I bought a ticket for Wild Wild West. And I went to see South Park.
2: Oh my gosh. I actually, um, I think that I bought a ticket for a different movie and went to see The Uninvited instead because all of our friends had already gotten tickets and were waiting for us. And they were like, oh no, we're sold out. So we just bought a different movie, but then went into the wrong theater, which is like way shittier than just sneaking into one, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like well,
1: It's it's more they- anxious. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like it. It, it felt worse.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it felt like a worse person for it.
3: I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> and I think I really don't ever do that. Like when we go to the movies now, even Chris is like, "Oh, we could watch the end of so and so," and like I'm always like, "No, I
0: don't want yeah. to." Yeah. See, I don't. I don't do it anymore either. I have, I only remember the last time I did that. I think the last time I did that was actually when it was the Time Traveler's Wife. We went to go see that. And I was like, this movie sucks. I'm gonna go <laughs> watch something else.
1: <laughs> My brother like, thought I <laughs> that I made that movie up because of how fucking ridiculous it sounds it when you is. describe it to people. So Eric Bana has a genetic disorder that causes him to side travel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I read the book too, Is the whole thing.
1: <laughs> like, how do you say that sentence to someone and not be punched in the face for your impudence? <laughs>
0: It's not even just like it's it's like it's something he can do because magic. No, it's a genetic disorder. Yeah, she goes
1: out of her way to tell you that it's in his DNA. That's so like weird. Like the world's shittiest X-Man. He's got a T chromosome. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Anyways. Um, yeah. To- I
2: did remember what I was going to say earlier. Okay, what was it? The other thing that I was going to say about when she gets saved um, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, it's weird that you had your boots off. I, another thing that makes it silly that he would question it is, like, why would she, if something had happened to her, defend him when he'd already been put in handcuffs and was of a lower class so it was very easy for him to just be disappeared? Like, yeah. if that happened to you, wouldn't you just be like, oh, yes, they're taking care of it? Uh, you know? who can understand
1: so. the minds of women? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mm. I'm
2: glad that I remembered, though, because that was killing me. Yeah,
0: we have closure now. So, yeah, I think, yeah, obviously, Rob, you like this movie, too. I take it.
1: You know, I I wound up basically avoiding this movie for, like, a very long time throughout the, the, uh, shall we say, hyper-masculine years of being a teenager.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: it's, It's easy to make fun of. Oh, it's a stupid love story. Like, the boat was cool, but, like, I don't care about people falling in love on a boat. Like that's in, like, as, you know, <laughs> as you get older and you actually stop being an asshole and open yourself up emotionally uh, to, to these kinds of things you know I, I really love this movie as a history buff uh, the incredible amount of detail that they got right about the ship and about the sinking is so cool to see and it enhances your viewing experience when you know you're seeing something that's very much authentic yeah, uh, really the engineering does. of it is incredible and I you know I'm increasingly a sucker for a good love story so yeah. yeah
0: It feels, like, the movie feels more real to me now than it did when I was a kid also, you know? It feels more visceral. Yeah.
1: After Avengers Endgame? Yes. Yes, it does.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I get very emotional with disaster, mass human suffering type movies, and I usually um, avoid them for that reason, too. Yeah. It just, it, it gets me. But this actually, you know, treated the people like people for the most yeah, part, the, unlike a lot of the other ones where they're not even taking into yeah. account the body count.
0: Yeah. And also yeah. with this too, what makes it feel different is like James Cameron went up to like all the extras and like, okay, here's your backstory. So like yeah. all yeah. the extras had like full fledged characters too. It,
1: it mattered to him that, you know, these, these this was 1500 people who didn't have to die. Yeah. And that's a, the right kind of story to tell. There's a line from uh, Schindler's List uh, that's one of my favorite ever in film. It says, uh, a person who can save one life has saved the whole world. And uh, this is for a movie on the scale that it is. Titanic is a movie that cares about each and every one of those people.
0: And that's what makes it different from other disaster movies that are yeah. just like, whoa, it looks cool. So good yeah, job, yeah. James Cameron.
1: Stop <laughs> screaming at women. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good advice. Co-signed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that about wraps it up. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Rob.
1: Of course. Uh, it can was I, a delight. Uh, Could I uh, do a little, uh, little pitch spiel at the end here about uh, Yeah. Casey? Sure. Uh, yeah. So I am uh, co-founder, along with my best friend in the world, Jeremy Doyle, of a company called Cape Swoosh Productions. Uh, And we like to take your favorite graphic novels and comic books and geeky stories like that and adapt them into radio plays for your listening pleasure with full cast and editing. Eventually, we're going to get Jackie into more of those. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, you can check us out on YouTube at Cape Swoosh Productions uh, on our website. And we also have an ongoing podcast available with some quicker uh, ones you can hear. So that's Cape Swoosh Productions.
0: Yeah, everyone who... Like, I haven't listened to a ton of them, but everyone who does those podcasts incredibly talented so if you're into comics and would like to hear radio plays definitely give it a listen i would recommend it Woo! <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah thank you for listening uh please follow us on twitter <laughs> at ywt podcast and we're now on stitcher
3: yeah if you aren't
0: already listening to us on stitcher we finally did it uh so <laughs> give us a rating and review there too if you have some time and your busy lives but yeah. apparently, not too busy that you listen to an hour and a half long podcast. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, if you listen to this, you can go and rate us at
0: just least. Press a
2: button.
1: Look, people you listen know. to Joe Rogan talk about you know supplements for four hours. They can listen to an hour and a half about Titanic.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> better
0: use of your time. <laughs> In our humble opinions, for sure. N- n- not so humble, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've been Jackie, and I've been Lita, and this is why haven't you watched that?